When you're drinking a frozen beverage from McDonald's, your brain may not like how refreshingly cold it is, but the rest of your body, oh yes, it's gonna relish every moment of it because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Get all the chill you need for just $1.69 from any size frozen drink, like a frozen Fanta Blue Raspberry, to a new ice cold lemonade. Prices and participation may vary, cannot be combined with any other offer. Leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning. Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, this is John L. Beaver, the Red Star of Minnesota from Ring General Radio. You are listening to the 4D Podcast Network. Welcome back to Hard Day Diaries. Uh, this is episode one of season four. Um, some announcements to make since the last episode. I have gotten engaged. I have bought a house. And I have gotten medicated for a thyroid issue. So now I have energy and infinite panic attacks. So you're going to hear a lot of weird heavy breathing from me. That's because I'm in the middle of a panic attack. What's up? Okay. Uh, stuff. You can find me at places. Uh, I'm starting to, to ramp up things again, get back into more stand-up, get into more weird performances and things like that. So look for those at andymatfield.com. Uh, what else do we got? I think I know that was a fast coverage because uh, I don't like doing long intros. And uh, I'd like to thank the sponsors I don't have for uh, not making me take up more time. Without, uh, without anything else to go, let's, let's uh, start over to the, uh, the guest for the day. Please welcome to the podcast, co-host of Duck Duck Grey Duke, Kim Duke. Thanks for having me. Thanks for doing the show. Yeah, first you're one. Now I feel a lot of pressure. Oh, and you're like, you know, when you were talking about, you know, your sponsors. I'm gonna say this real quick. You should, you should have lent the sponsors my thyroid medication. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I don't know how to pronounce it. Levothyroxine. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah, you're a nurse. You get I'm a that. nurse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's a nurse, uh, so she gets it. Uh, I have that one. I take 50 milligrams every morning. I have a bottle of water waiting for me right by it every morning. Wake up, hydrate myself, levothyroxine. 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 Now I'm not going to be able to say it. I w- now now I I've messed you up. You're going to give someone a weird medicine now. I don't like, give medicine in my job. I have a mustache yeah. now. You're like, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Wrong one. They're, they're close. You took Levi Strauss. Strassen. Strauss, yeah. pants, you bought pants. Okay, uh, so we've been talking about this for a while, uh, about doing the episode. Yeah. And I was like, we're going to do it, or we're going to get it done as soon as I get to a certain point with my house. And now I just got tired of the house. Uh, I'm not there yet. <laughs> you need <laughs> to get back to your creative side. Yeah, I just yeah. needed to not be sheltered in a house. I, I've been in and out of the hospital with like weird afflictions, not caused by the house. FYI, not caused by the house. No lead paint. Well, there's lead paint, but no, no mold. No, no mold. None of that right. stuff. We took it all out. It's all, it's all taken care of. But this is just stuff that I just kind of put off over the course of years. <laughs> now I'm like, <laughs> welcome to adulthood. I'm stuck at my house a lot of the times doing stuff. I might as well go to the doctor and see what's wrong. And they're like, you got a lot. There's, there's a lot. So, Ugh. you know, yeah, it's part of your growing short up. Life. Yeah. yeah, and our short lives. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's, I don't want to live till I'm 130. 
I just want to like have 60 solid years, you know, I'm like that's good. 60 solid years. I'm thinking I think is 68 is a good number. My mom got 62. That's good. I'm cool with that. Yeah, cool if I get 63, super happy. You know? One up there. Yeah. You yeah. Gotta. It's always a competition, right? Always. Who can live longer or shorter? I mean, I don't know what your competition is with your parents. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to judge. I'm not going to step in and be like, hey, no, you need to change your goals. Uh, <laughs> so we, we've been talking about this for a while. Uh, when I was on your show, we got talking about what you thought you had. Yeah. I thought I had endometriosis. And turns out. I have andiomyosis, which is like the cousin, sister, whatever you want to call it. Depends on what state you're from, but. It's like the dickhead sister. Yeah. The one of that's like, endometriosis. Oh, yeah. oh, that's rough. Imagine this one. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, yeah. You want me to start from the beginning then? Yeah, I of mean, we can. So my, let's, all my issues. Yeah, let's start from uh, when you first noticed, like, pain and stuff is different. Okay. Um, well, I first became a woman when I was 12, which, unfortunate, not a lot of my friends got it when they were 12. And it was almost immediately I had severe pain. And I thought, okay, it's like the commercials. You see these Midol commercials. They're like, oh, cramps. I'm like, oh, I'm just a baby. Um so then at, over the years, my friends started getting theirs and they were fine. They're like, huh, I feel great. I don't feel anything. I'm like, oh, I must be a big freaking baby then. Um, but during 12 to th- 15, I would miss a week of school every month. And I was a straight A student, super smart. And like every year they're like, we might not let you go to the next grade just because of truancy. It's like, but I'm here. I'm doing the work. Yeah. And like the school didn't quite understand like the extent of my pain. My mom did. My mom was great. Um, so let's go to 15. That's when I finally said, I can't do this anymore. We got to go to the doctor. Um, my mom brought me in. I had a male primary doctor, which I mean, he was great, but you know, he was yeah. just like, ah. and my mom was just like, I need this to stop. Like she can't go to school. You know, she's struggling with pain. Um, obviously I would take Tylenol and all that stuff. Nothing, nothing help. And I'm very sensitive to medication. So like if I took ibuprofen or Tylenol, I would fall asleep in school. Really? So I was like super sensitive, still super sensitive, which I'll, we'll talk about more later. But, um, she told my doctor, like, what can we do to make it stop? So back then, obviously it's been 17 years. The doctor was like, let's just put her on the shot. And my mom's like, great. She only needs to do that every three months. My daughter can't remember to put her laundry in the dryer. <laughs> so let's do that. And it was great. That's what like Depo Provera. Yep. Depo Provera. Yep. So from 15 to 19, I didn't get a period. And so I didn't really, I had little bits of pain, but I was like, oh, whatever. Yeah. Um, so I felt great. I was like, oh, this is wonderful. Um, and then come 19, I got a new boyfriend who's now my husband and I forgot to go get my shot. And I read online all the time, like, hey, you know, it takes long time for females to get their periods again after going off birth control. I'm like, well, for four years not getting my period, I won't get pregnant. <laughs> no, I got pregnant right away. Um, so. <laughs> and when we talk with endometriosis, that can be really hard. Yeah. So I, like that was really, con- yeah. Like yep. That. So I was like, okay, um, well. We, we end up losing the baby, which it's fine. You know, me and Chris, obviously, we dealt with that. And so then after I got cleared, after I, like, recovered, I'm like, I need to go back on that shot thing again. Because it was painful. Like, I, obviously, you're miscarrying, but it was still, like, severely painful. I'm like, gosh, this feels like what I had when I had my periods. It was awful. And so 
went on the shot and I don't know if having that like the miscarriage or being pregnant like messed up my hormone level but then I bled for three months and it was awful and I'm like what the heck is wrong with my body okay So then after that, I decided, well, let's try these stupid pills. So I tried pills and I tried the ring. I tried the patch, everything. And it would make me a crazy person. Like there's the sensitivity to medication. Like, and there's so many different hormone levels and different pills. Yeah. They're like, well, let's try this. Well, that's not working. Yeah, and then it's not like you can get like, oh, this is 50 milligrams. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, no, these are all of them. Yeah. Like here, try that. No, nope, that doesn't work. Um, So then... I'm like, uh, the one thing I didn't do is the IUD, but it's like, oh, I just got married. I'm like, well, we don't know when we want to have kids. Yeah. Um, so then we we tried to get pregnant, got pregnant right away. So this is where the endometriosis thing was weird to me, thinking that I had it. Cause, and I'm not trying to be that female, like, oh, I have no trouble getting pregnant because some people do struggle. Yeah. But it wasn't an issue. Um, so then we had my son, and I felt great. Obviously, I wasn't getting a period, and... And then after I had, when I was in labor, that's when I realized what I feel every month is not normal. I was like, this is what, and I kept telling Chris, this is what it feels like every month when I was having contractions. He's like, that's really weird. So it was like you were going through labor. Yeah. All the, every, every month. month. Yeah. Oh. And I mean, I would miss work. I missed a lot of things because of the pain. Um, so then I had my son and then I'm like, well, cool. I heard after you have babies, if you breastfeed, you won't get that again. Nope. Right away. Right away. Oh. So then that's hard, too, because it's like, well, let's try these pills again. Because, you know, they're always coming up with something new. Yeah. Or so adjusting. I'm, yeah. So and when you're nursing, you can you can take this birth control that has like a small more hormones. I'm like, I want that one. So I went on that one. And I remember this moment where I'm in your head. You say things like you're you're a crazy person right now. Yeah. But I would say things out loud like what are some of the things that I can't remember I would yourself? fight with Chris about the d- I would make up scenarios in my head and be angry at him and be like I can't believe this and this and he's like what are you talking about and finally one day he was so nice he sat me down at the table he's like I love you so much you can't take birth control you're you're like you say things that make no sense and like I cry I knew it I'm like I know in my head I'm like Cam that's not right yeah because you're like projecting these scenarios yes, that you that I was making up in yep. your head I I do that as I think a it's with anxiety person. yep <laughs> yep too and then another thing with like all this pain and all that like trying to talk to people like you felt like no one understood like you're just a girl like no none of my girlfriends know and yeah. you know having anxiety and depression it was affecting that too well, and how rare is uh and it's pretty r- it's pretty rare yeah. yeah so yeah even endometriosis is pretty rare yeah and they're both and, and you know people don't talk well now it's more out there but yeah. before like people didn't really talk about it um so then i got pregnant with the dot my daughter again like this is great i don't feel anything same thing had her same thing again got it right away um and but during this time i started noticing other symptoms i was having i was throwing up a lot like the whole week before i would throw up constantly really yeah yep um severe gi issues i felt sick all the time and very weak there are times where i would stand up and i was felt like i was going to pass out so i got my iron level checked my hemoglobin they were always normal and so it's like what is wrong with yeah, like wh- what's causing this yeah pain? what's causing this and then it was like constant back pain so i slept a lot with a heating pad oh yeah so then when i remember when my daughter was one or two i went and found a new doctor because my primary he is older and he's in a different town 
So I found a new one. I'm like, all right, let's try this. Because my, actually, my baby doctors, my OBs, they both ended up becoming hospitalists. So it's not like I could go to them. So I'm like, I'll find someone new. Let's try this again. Yeah. I brought in the list of everything I've tried, sat on the table, and I said, listen, this is everything I've tried. This is what happens when I take all these things. And we talked about, you know, Depo was the best. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, we could do the implant, but it's got the same hormone um, levels, the yeah. one that you put in your arm. I'm like, yeah. I'm not doing that again. Implanon is uh, yeah. interesting. It's uh, interesting. My yeah. fiance used that for a while. It's interesting watching it get put in because I, when I worked in the clinic, I watched it. I was like, oh. I always felt bad because I somehow managed to like uh, touch it, it yeah. every single. And when she had it removed, same thing. I'd be like, hey, bud. Well, oh, oops. Uh, yeah, because it's there. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. But, I mean, it works for some people. So, um, But, yeah, she's like, you need to have a hysterectomy. I'm like, okay, cool. Why? Like, why am I having all these issues? And it was like she didn't really know either. Like, no one wanted to say, we think it's this. Yeah. And it's like, someone listened to me like, this is what's going on. And she's just like, you just have really painful periods. I want to be like, n- n- it's not that. Like, I get sick. I feel pass yeah. out you like know i've had two babies and i've had two babies easier than yes than what i'm going i told chris i would give birth any day than dealing with that pain and it really started to affect my mental health where it's like every month i would dread it and it would my normal periods are 28 days apart that's normal yeah. mine were 23 24 so it was Plus like that I, extra week yeah so then you so and yep. then the anxiety it was created by yep. knowing that so i okay, knew always yep always knew it was coming and I always was so overwhelmed and then it was like okay here we go I'm gonna throw up for a week and then I'm gonna want to die for a week and it like got to the point where some days I would text Chris and I'd be like I can't live like this anymore there's something wrong yeah. I mean I would take ibuprofen Tylenol nothing helped um so with the whole <laughs> hysterectomy I had a one-year-old and you know another child I didn't know if I wanted any more kids so I was like well let's just, you know I'll think about it yeah, plus you know that you had nine months off if you had another kid. So yeah, yeah. So I'm like, well, let's see. <laughs> um, then a couple, probably a couple years later, I went and met with a new OBGYN because that one uh, unfortunately left. And she was, you know, we talked through the things. She's, again, she's like, it's just painful periods. Okay, yeah. it's just like, come on. Like, yeah. I not, it sounds like it could maybe be, endio- you know, endometriosis, but we'd have to do a laparoscopic and, you know, which makes sense. That's how they diagnose yeah. it. At that time, I was a new nurse in a new clinic and I could not take time off. And yeah. so she's like, well, we can do the IUD. And I was like, man, if you're, I'm going to have to go and pay for a well, bunch of stuff. If it's I'd rather endometriosis too. It, it doesn't if you're help. In a flare up, yes. You, it you doesn't help. And it doesn't stop tissue. from bleeding either. And yeah. whereas she's like, oh, you won't. I'm like, lady, I know you can still bleed. I'm a nurse. I know lots of people. Yeah. Plus, you got to go through all that painful. Tissue. All the pain. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, it's like so I was like, well, and she goes, well, are you done having kids? And I'm like, yes. She goes, no, you're not. No, you don't there hesitate. Was a pause. Yeah, there was I'm a like, pause. Oh, well, you know, me hopeful. It wasn't that I didn't want to have more kids. I always thought maybe I'd be a surrogate. Okay, well, you can't really be a surrogate if you have all these issues either. No one, I mean, yeah. I wouldn't want someone to carry my baby for 30 grand if they can't, you know. Yeah, knowing but that. But again, I was super fertile, so I'm like, well. Um, so more years passed, a couple more years of, and it got worse and worse and worse. It was excruciating all the time. And it wasn't, it was back pain, abdominal pain all the time. Yeah. Well, this is extra stuff, you know, yeah. extra stress you're putting on your body yep. over a prolonged period of time is. 
yeah it's gonna break down yep and so this pat it was this in last march i went and met with her again and i'm like hey remember me it's been three years she goes where are we at now i'm like i can't do this anymore and i cried in her office i looked at her i'm like i and i think that's what's hard is like i told her i'm a mental health nurse and i'm at my breaking point and i said it's scary when you get to that point i have a lot of protective factors obviously Mm -hmm. i wouldn't do anything but it's scary when i told her when you get in those days where i can't get out of bed and my kids want to do stuff and i can't move you feel like a terrible parent and like and they don't get it they don't get it no you know they like for them oh i scraped my knee and they're like oh that stopped hurting after a couple days exactly you're like i look fine everything looks and that's invisible illnesses chronic pain is very much one where people can't see those things and they judge you and they judge yeah yeah it must be oh you're just weak and that's what i felt like everyone like my family my mom is obviously my biggest support because she's always believed me but sometimes other family members when you're like i really i can't leave the house like i'm in so much pain it's like they don't want to believe it and it got to the point where like sometimes my like friends and stuff would get me drunk to try and deal with the pain that doesn't help either no that's just a band-aid and then you you hurt in your body and your head yes yeah (laughs) the next especially the next day so then um yeah, we scheduled it. And at that point, I had a new job. I saved up en- enough PTO and I could take six weeks off. Because before she was like, I can't do surgery if you can't take six weeks off. And I'm like, well, we, let's try a week off. She go, no. Like, that's a major surgery. Oh, yeah. They're, they're so at that point, a major I, part of your body out. Yeah. That also controls hormones and things like that. So it's exactly. not even once the scar heals, you still You're have still to healing adjust me up. everything else. Yep. So then that's what happened i was like listen i can take six weeks off these are my symptoms and i kept going what do i have well we think it's this but we'd have to do laparoscopic i'm like no if you're gonna cut into me we're just gonna get rid of this thing yep and that day i felt like finally there was a light at the end of the tunnel i got my time approved off for work i was ready to go so of course the week before i have surgery i had one last hoorah (laughs) (laughs) but i'm like well I had my pre-op and she's like, I'm like, I have it right now and I feel awful. And she's like, oh, you look pretty bad. I'm like, this is exactly what I look like during it. And so I think she was starting to understand, like, I never went to the doctor seeking pain meds and that people do. That's fine. I have nothing against people. You need to do what you need to do to survive. And I never asked for that. So I don't know what in like, I almost felt like she thought I was always trying to seek something. But I just said I kept telling her. I want an answer. Somebody listen to me. Sometimes just feeling validated is yeah. important. You want the pain to stop, not yes. be abated for a little while. No. Or you just want it gone. I just want it gone. Yeah. So then, yeah, surgery went in. My mom was there. Obviously, my big, well, my husband's obviously my big support. But he had to do things with the kids during the day. I said, yeah. I'll be out. It's fine. But my mom was there. And it was like the, we had this weird moment during right before surgery. She's like, you've been struggling with this for 20 years. I go, I know. She's like, aren't you like happy you are where you are? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I finally like. So surgery went well. Auto surgery didn't go well, but. What did the recovery look like? Um, Well, I was supposed to go home same day and my IV infiltrated. So it didn't. When I was coming out of surgery, I was in excruciating pain. Yeah. Obviously, I'm like, Took okay. a little bit of a ride. Yeah. Oh, it was awful. I'm like hunched over the bed crying like, so what did I do? Like Infiltrated just means it like popped out of the yeah, brain. Yeah. Yep. So um, then my arm was super swollen gotcha. and I yeah. knew something wasn't right. My doctor came in. They thought one of my biggest fears with complications is they can nick your bladder in there. So Ooh. I'm like, 
that's what they thought immediately. So they tried to get me to go to the bathroom. If anyone's been under or put under, obviously things don't work right away. So then <laughs> they did a bladder scan, realized I had a lot of fluids still inside me. They're like, oof, we may have nicked her bladder. And then they straight cast me, which I felt every bit of that, which is very painful. Uh. And then um, they decided to admit me, went upstairs. The nurse was great. I got up there. She put it. She went to flush my IV and noticed, oh, your arm's pretty swollen. And then <laughs> really swelled up. Oh, no. So then they put a new one in and they gave me some morphine and I was like, ah, that was it. And then my doctor came in. I'm like, cool. I'm ready to go home now. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, no, no, no. You, you got to stay. How long did your hospital uh, stay last? I was out the next morning. Oh, okay. So yeah. it was relatively quick. Relatively quick. Yeah. I, um, when I was in the hospital, I only took ibuprofen and Vicodin after that first set of morphine. And then the next day I took my Vicodin one time and then after that I was just ibuprofen for like a day or two and then after that it was crazy it was probably four days after my surgery I felt no pain zero pain and I don't remember in my life ever feeling that yeah, you go from an 11 to a two yeah a four yeah and you're like oh, even a four, a four I'm like nothing. my gosh this is amazing <laughs> like, like, four is like people are like ow owie and yeah. you're like huh uh so then probably eight days after my surgery I'm linked, so, you know, through hospitals, you can get your results and mm -hmm. stuff. So I get that to my phone, and it said tissue exam results. I'm like, good, I'm ready to read this thing. And sure enough, first thing it said, well, I should go back. After surgery, my doctor came in and said, I didn't see any, any endometriosis when we were in there. And I felt pretty defeated. Like, yeah, I remember seeing your post on Facebook. Yeah. You're like, well, this is what we thought it was, and now I don't have an no. answer. And yep. So I was, like, really bummed. I was like, man, that I really was, I mean, you do research, you know, I'm a nurse. I tell people don't look up stuff online, but I did. Yeah. I did my research and I remember reading a little bit about what I got diagnosed with, but not a lot. Cause it's not at, I mean, it's there, but not as much as endometriosis. So on my tissue exam, my uterus was double the weight of a normal one, which I, is very common with andiomyosis. And it said I had andiomyosis. So that's different from endometriosis. So with endo, obviously everything can grow outside. It can end up growing yeah. on your ovaries, your you fallopian your tubes. Yeah, everywhere. It's everywhere. awful. Yeah. Um, with endomyosis, it just grows inside the uterus. So which is why I had a big fat one, which caused my digestive issues, which pushed on things, yep. made me nauseous. So it was like, and then the excruciating oh, pain. And the excruciating pain. Yep. You're sloughing off twice the amount. Yep. Or, or and, more. and then it keeps <laughs> growing inside. Yeah. yeah. So, um, the only, um, way to treat it is either menopause, which I am hopefully I'm quite off from <laughs> or a hysterectomy. And so I remember reading those results and I just cried. I was like, oh my gosh, like that was the answer I've been waiting 20 years to hear or someone to just be like, you're not crazy. Like yeah. you're really having this pain and it's not made up. Yeah, all this pain is valid. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So that, and what I, you know, endometriosis is awful. Like people, I, thankfully I only have my uterus and cervix removed. So I still have my normal hormones and everything, but I know people who have had hysterectomies with endometriosis and now they have to go back and get their ovaries and stuff removed because it's growing. It still yeah, grows. It still grows. And with this, oh. it's done. Yeah. So you have kind of the best of. If I had to pick one or the other, I picked that one. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't pick either, but if I had to pick. Yeah. Yeah. If you're like, 
gun to your head. One yeah. of these two. Yeah. Andiomyosis. I, w- I would, yeah, draw that one for sure. Um, I remember my appointment. I so I obviously read my results and I knew. But I went in playing dumb, like my f- one follow up. And I'm, she's like, okay, we got your tissue exam results. I'm like, oh, yeah. What what was it? She probably knew. I know when you people read the results. And she goes, well, it's this. She goes, man, that really explains all your pain. And I go, I know. Yeah. And they but don't have a test for it? No. I mean, they can go and do a biopsy of your uterus. But, mm-hmm. I mean, who wants to have someone just go in and cut a piece of their uterus out? Yeah. And then tell you, hey, And then tell you. These are your two options. Yeah. Either get old fast or take or out the old uterus and uh, yeah. cervix tract. Get those out of there. Let's get it out of there. You don't even need them. It's gonna, it's I know. If I'm done, it. don't need them. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, it was a relief. And so I'm three months post and I've never like every day. It's still weird to be like, oh my gosh, this is what normal people feel like functioning. Yeah. Well, yeah. even three months out when your pain med before was like, you're like, okay, 28 days, I'm going to be excruciating pain. 23 yeah. days, I'm going to be in a moderate amount of pain. And the other 23 days, I'm going to be like, hopefully this does not come early. Yeah. Because then you're in that whole world of pain's going to happen. Pain is happening. Pain stopped. Oh, no, it's coming back. Yeah. Which is an anxiety of its own. Oh, all the time. And yeah. you're I was always on edge and ready. Just, yeah. So now you have to deal with the. Uh, Oh, it's not coming back. <laughs> no, I still get alerts from my phone like it's coming. And it's like, oh, I should probably just delete that because it's not coming it back. And then just celebrate. Just a reminder. Just celebrate. <laughs> Woo! And like, hey, get like cake every time. Like, yeah. Oh, I guess Make I'll sure you go into work all week. Like yeah. before I would have missed. But here I am. Yeah. And just skip regular other days, you know. Be like, I'm going to call in on different days then. Yeah. Yeah. Then they won't just because I want to instead of being sick. Yeah. Because you can now. Yeah. So you have to. Yeah. yeah so what... Um, I'm trying to think because, I mean, honestly, you told told a very straight, great story. And I don't have a ton of follow up because as a male, I don't really have yeah. to. Yeah. And I'm not going to get, get in the stuff. real gross. I mean, I did talk about symptoms. I'm not going to get mean, real gross. Because if you want to get real gross, no, this I mean, is a medical it's uh, true. podcast. I it wore, does have some comedic stuff. I wore like diapers, basically. That's yeah. what I had to wear to be normal. But and how long did that last? The whole time. I was wearing big pads like big diaperist pads really? yeah since i was 12 and it's interesting <laughs> my my seven-year-old she goes because we go to the bathroom together she goes mom you never wear those weird looking diaper things anymore and she goes don't worry i haven't told anyone you wear diapers i'm like oh yeah diapers mm, wait until you get there girl hopefully not but yeah it's i know uh i i was raised by women mm-hmm. so I, I was my parents were divorced and they've been divorced my entire life so uh, period talk was never anything weird for me. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, it's a normal part of life. It was never like, oh, tampons are gross. Like, you, need, you need me to pick up tampons on the way home? Which ones do you want? Yeah. No, it's not. A, I don't guys like. It's a normal it's, thing, too. Oh, it's gross. You going to pick up cotton uh, Q-tips? Because those are way grosser. Yeah. <laughs> really gross. Those are super gross. Super gross. Yeah. Or even Band-Aids. Like, use Band-Aids on the ground. That's disgusting. Yeah. There's a lot worse, grosser things to pick up. For real. Get over it. Yeah, especially if you're with a woman or you're close friends with women, you're going to hear about it. And now I get to hear about it and be like, sorry, that's not me anymore. That sucks. That That sucks. sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I can feel your pain. Well, I felt your pain. I felt your pain. It is interesting, though, like uh, me being more vocal. I've actually had a lot of people reach out to me because it's like I really did think this was normal. And I have close friends like, you know, people I know that were like, wow, 
like I thought being in severe pain was normal too. And they always thought, I've always thought I was a wuss because I see people around me deal with it fine. It's like you advocate for yourself, yeah. anybody, well, like it any like, pain. It sounds like you were doing a good job of it too. And you just, it's a hard thing because one, you can't diagnose it. So no. at some point it becomes, oh, is this uh, a somatic issue? Like, is it I actually know. your body or is it your brain telling you, hey, yeah. something's going wrong here? So you yeah. run into that side of things. And, and then when it starts to affect your mental health, when you're already mentally not like functioning, you know, especially in those moments, then you're like, okay, I'm now I'm making my anxiety and my depression worse. Yeah. Did you ever have uh, doctors like send you to uh, like a psychiatrist or something or psychologist? Um, so to kind of talk through my things? last OBGYN though, and I actually did surgery the first time when I went in, I was, I was honest with her. I'm a medical um, nurse and I, um, what I say is I would told her <laughs> this is awful. I can't believe I said this to her, especially because I work in mental health. But I go once a month, I feel like killing people. And she goes, oh, like you real. No, obviously I wouldn't. But I get to that point yeah. where I can't be around people because I like, just they need to stop. Yeah, talking. they need to stop they talking. And she goes, so she and I didn't know that it was a thing, um, but they like to. And I actually talked to some of my coworkers because obviously we all work in mental health, but she wanted to put me on Prozac 10 days before I got my period. And then just, or it was like five days before and then five days during, and it's supposed to help with your emotional side. And I'm like, but how does that work? Because obviously with antidepressants, you have to be on them for a period of time till they get to a therapeutic level. Yeah. So I'm like, Oh, well, that doesn't sound right. So obviously I'm mm-hmm. the worst patient. Cause I was like sensitive to medication. I'm not going to take that. And then if you stop taking it, then your body needs more of it. Yes. And now you're just in a weird I cycle. Know. And so I didn't um, No, I did go to therapy, um, which I think everybody should have a therapist. Therapists should have therapists. Um, so I talked about my pain there. Mm-hmm. So that was nice just to talk about it. But yeah, in regards to like psychiatry or medications, that was the only time. Um, and then when I went back years later to finally schedule my, you know, I was, she goes, how do you feel about uh, people? Cause she knew. <laughs> and I go, no, you know, that actually has gotten better. And she's like, oh, did you take, I'm like, no, I'm the worst patient. She's like, no, it's fine. Like I get it, but no, I mean, I probably should have taken medication. I'm, and I strongly believe in it, but it's hard when I'm like so sensitive and worried about yeah. how it will affect me that I just, I just want to deal with it. Yeah. I mean, that's. The whole, I just got medicated with thyroid. We talked about it earlier. Yeah. But for me, I was like, I'm only 33 and I'm on a thyroid medication. And I'm like, oh my God. Like you get in your head, you're just like, yeah. what's going to happen to me if I'm starting this now? I'm going to be 65 years old with a giant pill jar and blah, blah, blah. And then I was just like, shut up, brain. Stop being stupid. Because especially, you know, like so many people are on medications that it's not. Yeah. yeah. And then you don't even know it. Nope. Turns out my brother Eli's been on him since he was like 23 years old. Oh, thyroid. He's two years older than me. Oh. (laughs) My sister's on it, and she's been on it for a couple of years. So it's a family of thyroid. Yeah, yeah. My mom had Hashimoto's. Oh. Uh, My sister has uh, Shrojans. So. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. We have autoimmune. It's just our our bodies are auto. They're just fighting yourself all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm allergic to like everything. I mean, I'm allergic to chlorine. I'm allergic to uh, small cats, small dogs. Allergic to grass. Um, I'm allergic to antihistamines. So when I have an allergic reaction, I can't have anything because I'm more allergic to that than the thing that caused the allergic reaction. It's a whole thing. Wow. Yes. Your body hates you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm lactose intolerant. But then for like <laughs> the, one of the things that I have, they're like, well, you should have 
uh, oh, I have gout too. And they're like, oh, for gout, you should have lactose. That'll help. And they're like, mm, can't like, do that. It'll help one way, but not not the other. Do you have celiac too then? No, I, oh, I was oof. tested for that. Oh, well, I, I didn't do the whole like flat cell test. Okay. Because um, like, if I'm going to confirm it, I might as well just change the diet and save yeah. some money. Uh, but my sister does. And th- two or three of my nephews. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And uh, a couple of my cousins and yeah, your body is attacking you all the time, and just my uterus is attacking me. I can't even complain. But I'm not in pain. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? It's like you just gotta be careful what I'm you touch like, all oh, the time. I'm itchy. <laughs> 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 I, my skin burns from the inside. I don't know if you've ever had that happen. No. But like uh, when I have, I have to have bottled water, and from like specific companies. Okay. So like Ice Mountain has like three different distributors, but you don't, you never know which one it is. So two of the three I'm fine with. The third one has chlorine in oh, it. Oh, you got to so gamble. So if I get the third one, I'm like, oh, I can't have that. And then a bunch of the other ones I can't have either. So, like, I can't have any water from, like, New York. Uh, Michigan's fine. And it's, like, it's super weird. It's wow. a dumb thing. But then, like, I have this issue where it feels like the inside of my skin is on fire. Not the outside. Like, the inside. And if you touch it, it just hurts so. Oh, when, my gosh. Like, Michaela will just, like, want to cut on like, I, I can't. I can't. I just, it I can't, burns. I can't be touched. It hurts. My body have you seen the hurt. movie Bubble Boy? Yeah. You, you might have to be <laughs> Bubble Boy for a little bit. Uh, yeah, it's one of those things. So I totally get it because yeah. like, I look fine. Everything looks fine. But like, you can't touch me. And the easiest way to tell, uh, on my tattoos... My Do they z- start to swell out? Yeah, my Z's oh. swell out. So if you feel them and they feel raised, my skin hurts. It's just wow. it's a real quick test. So It's all about invisible illnesses that people yeah. don't see. So yeah. like, you know, there's a lot of people that just... Give them a pass. Yeah, you don't know absolutely. You don't through. exactly. I say that all the time. Like, you don't know what people someone's struggling with, and yeah. you don't know. Yeah, yeah. And if you're being a dick to people, you know what? Sometimes it's easier just to shut your fucking mouth. Yeah, for <laughs> real. Like, like don't you talk. don't know what someone's struggling with every day. Yeah, just yeah. walk away. That it takes three seconds to ruin your day. Why focus on three seconds? There's a ton more in the day. For real people are just mean yeah i'm yeah. mean i can be mean yeah in my head i can be mean i can be mean and i'm working on it yeah, yeah. i know i'm mean yeah so i'm working but on at it. least you're acknowledging yeah. it you're the gonna most change part, it. i'm like a kind nice person but every now and then like i, I bust balls a little too hard and then i'm yeah. like hey i'm sorry well at least you apologize yeah. for it you know it's when you get older you learn yeah uh, you like you see the look on someone's face and you're like went a little far went a little too far uh, i'm super sorry yeah I get that talk once every couple (laughs) months. Like, Cam, that's a little, you're being a little, take it back a notch. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. All right. Well, I think, uh, like, we always kind of wrap around this point in time, and I feel like we covered a lot of good stuff. Yeah. But, like, I always want to ask, is there, like, something extra that you want to just, like, to people that may be silently struggling with something similar. Yes. Just some like words of wisdom, some like guidance, maybe some Facebook groups or something yeah. like that that you join. Um, just really, you're not alone. You aren't. Speak up. I didn't realize I like started obviously hashtagging it when with some posts and I had so many people friend me and we talked to each other. A lot of us that are in like our hysterectomy recovery, like, hey, how are you doing? This and this and that. And hearing all these people's stories like, wow, like, um, so if you look up like Hister Sisters is one, <laughs> obviously. So there's a lot of people in there. Um, if you look up any endomyosis, even like um, endometriosis, if you don't know what you have going on, um, that uh, one thing, just advocate for yourself. You are 
I work in healthcare and I always tell people I list I especially with people that have chronic pain I feel like I treat my patients differently obviously I do mental health assessments when people come in if someone comes in with chronic pain I'm not saying I don't take all my other patients seriously but those are the ones I'm like I need to listen to these people because they're at their they could be at their breaking point and you know if a doctor's not gonna give them Tylenol when they're in the ER give them some Tylenol that will help them relax a little bit and then we can have a conversation yeah um one thing too is if you're struggling and you don't have anyone to talk to, um, you can text um, MN to seven four one seven four one. It's just a random person. Um, so if you're like in a crisis, you can just talk to them. If you're having a hard day, if you're laying in bed in pain, whatever your pain may be, or your skin's burning underneath, you need someone to talk. To. It's just a random person yeah. that's there to listen or call your crisis team. I mean. A crisis is whatever your, your crisis is. Like your TV broke and you're having a bad day. That's a crisis to some people. Reach out to them. There's people that will listen. If anyone, you can reach out to me. I'll listen to anyone's issues. I don't mind. That's my job, but I like to do that and when I'm not at work too. So That's awesome. I mean, that's this show is about stuff like that. And my goal is always to find someone for everyone yeah. because there's just too many things that people just think they're alone on and there's seven billion plus people in the world if you're patient zero (laughs) come talk to me and we'll figure out there's got to be a patient one or two yeah you're not going to be the only one we will find someone for you so you can message either of us you can email me at harddaydiaries at gmail.com you can message the facebook page it's facebook.com forward slash harddaydiaries you can message me directly Whatever you need, we're here to help, we're here to talk, we're here to find someone for you. Uh, and such a great podcast. I'm just going to throw that out there. It well, is. I, I I've listened that. to quite a few of them and the stories, because I know a lot of the people in real life, obviously, yeah. and you don't, it's crazy, you don't know their stories, so yeah, reach out know. to you. Yeah, you, you never know. I mean, there's, I talk about a lot of the things that I've gone through, and mm-hmm. there's a lot more I have shelved. <laughs> You've got <laughs> how many seasons to go? Uh, I'm probably going to quit soon. I think like my my goal is 50 episodes if i hit 50 i'm happy and if it keeps going after that okay you know by then i i don't care if we do repeat stories because everybody's experience is going to be different too yeah and there's just there's just so much and nobody deserves to suffer alone no it sucks i've done it before it's not fun yeah so uh happy notes well you have a podcast it's called duck duck gray duke yeah it's disgusting if you need something to laugh at and tune out for a little while go ahead listen to that my husband and me started a podcast it's just us being goofy with other comics it's been great and you release one every week right we try every, every week two, like yeah that. every week and a half every week we try yeah and what's the facebook page on that one uh duck duck gray duke nice. yeah and if you're not uh from minnesota and you're thinking, well, that sounds like duck, duck, goose. It's not, I guess. No. It's not the no. same. For me, it's either or. I'll play duck, duck, gray duck. I'll play duck, duck, goose. Yeah. I don't care. I just like to run in a circle, so whatever. I like one. to slap people and then run away laughing. <laughs> I say, whatever you want me to yell, I'll do it. <laughs> uh, is there anything else you want to promote or talk about quick? I don't think so. I think that's it. Just, yeah. Speak up. Hell yeah. Well, then that that's going to wrap it for the episode. As always, you can find me on Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash Andy-Madfield, I think is my personal page, or Hard Day Diaries, or Matt Failed, any of those three uh, I'm around on. You can find me on Twitter and uh, Instagram at Hard Day Diaries, also at Matt Failed. Uh, you can find me on andymadfield.com. 
I am more than willing to talk to anyone about anything uh, because I hear you and life sucks real hard sometimes and if you feel like you can help someone else go through a situation that you went through and you've mastered or are working on mastering I want to hear your story so uh, as always tell me about your hard days Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.